Hey, Alex, what do you call a, a, a movie, a series of movies based around ranch dressing? What, Mike? A ranch eyes. Hit the, hit the thing. Boo, you stink! Mike, I got a pitch for you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's about time that we franchise as a as a podcast. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, um, we need a, like a sister show. A sister show. Yeah, and you know, there's only one viable option in my mind. Uh huh. Um, I'm listening. In that we take what worked in the past and sort of like package it up into its own thing. So we're sequelizing. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's it's like a little branch. Um, and you know, uh. So starting, I think next month, you can expect uh, full three-hour videos ev- or three-hour audio clips every week of the Alex Show. I'm sorry, what? It's just n- from start to end, me me screaming, you know, at the top of my lungs uh, <laughs> until I physically cannot do it anymore. And it's that same th- clip every week, but each time it's just a little more distorted. Can we get a clip from- until it sounds like? <laughs> Can we get a Until clip? it sounds like the baby son from Teletubbies. Can we can we get a clip from the first week, uh, from the first episode? Here's the sitch. Mike's not here, so I'm gonna do an episode without him. Oh shit. Okay, maybe I did. I don't know. I, uh, you know, I gotta be honest, Alex. I'm a little offended because from when you started, it made you you made it sound like I was getting a promotion, and, and now it, it sounds it, like you're firing me altogether. Not, not firing? Is it's, it because of the franchise joke? Uh. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It's you just... have no taste in comedy, and I am deeply offended. I mean, what can I say? You know, our best week ever was this <laughs> the week the Alex show went up. <laughs> Who am I to argue? I hate that statistically speaking, you are correct. That's my, that's my favorite thing ever that we've <laughs> yeah. done, is you were going back through our like history. It's like, what's the best week we ever had? And then you saw it, and then you were like... It's the week the Alex show it's went up. It's the fucking week the <laughs> Alex show went up. And I, oh God, I hate that so much. And I just decided to never let that go. Right, because like, why would you ever let the, I don't know, I'm upset. I'm deeply offended. I'm very happy. And now you all know that information too. Yeah, yeah. Speaking so go send us your, uh, your, your requests for the next weird, absurdist show that Alex does. Yeah, go listen to the Alex show again. Yeah. Uh, by the way, welcome back. To the Weekly Undertaking. Yes, welcome to the Weekly Undertaking. I am Mike. I'm Alex, and I'm, like, probably three minutes away from fainting. Yeah, you've had a kind of a long day, huh? Yeah, uh, I took one of those standardized tests people are talking about. Oh, which one? Uh, the jury. The the gr- the, the gri- gri- the, the gru, gri- but with an E. The gru- the gro- mm. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, the graduate school one. The, oh, the, the, um, the gross- Regional elephant, the genital reduction epidural, the the green ranch experiment, <laughs> the gross ranch highs. Ex- <laughs> We're just this is this is just the entire rest of the podcast. Gee, rye or not? Sorry, we might I, I might actually delete that. That was so bad. <laughs> so yeah, I took that. I. Drove out uh, this afternoon, got back a little while ago, and for the past few weeks, I've kind of been only doing that. So yeah, I'm- you've kind of you've kind of had your focus head in the sand with the with the thing that the man wants you to take yeah. the dumb standardized test. All right, well, shut the hell up. No, I'm not. It's true, but you, shut the hell up. You succumbed to our capitalist ideals, and I'm upset with you. Yeah, but you know what? You never get you never move forward in a capitalist society if you don't play the game. That's that's very true, actually. You play the game to win, to win, and then when you win, you change the game. Yeah, damn right. Anyway, this is a communist podcast now, and let me tell you, my comrades, uh, things are looking up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, can we call our listeners comrades? <laughs> actually, you know what? We haven't labeled them yet. Yeah. I, I want, I want this All to right. be the one. That's that's uh, that's there you go, comrades. All right, <laughs> all right, comrades, sit up. <laughs> all right, comrades, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you're a first time comrade, Comrade, this is the show where we do weird things every week. And talk about the Monair. You know, it kind of works, too, because each week we're always rushing to get the episodes out. Hey! And even if they're bad, then you know what? So be it. Ah! 
please. I know you're the one that edits, so I know both of those are going to get thunderous applause, and that upsets me. <laughs> I stand by my franchise joke. Um, it may not go in. <laughs> that's totally fair, and I'm just going to look like an idiot talking about it. Well, All right. Mike, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I did a lot of movie watching this week. Really? Yeah. You know why? It was a franchise episode. I it think. sure was. Yeah. I forget the name of the challenge. We don't have the paper in Sounds front of like us. Sounds like a franchise. Yeah. It's a line from Deadpool. Oh, is it? Yeah, or I think the line from Deadpool it sounds like a fucking franchise. Oh, okay, yeah, but, but we're know. a family podcast. We can't be talking about fucking. It's just shorter. Yeah. The title. It just fits on the podcast thing. Gotcha. That's gotcha. the only difference. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, this week our goal was to dive as deep into a franchise as we possibly could. Oh, and I certainly kind of did. You certain you kind of did? Yeah, well, the weird thing is I, I dove into a franchise that I think a lot of people know about. Only I didn't explore multiple parts of the franchise. Okay. Yet. How so? Because I haven't finished the first part of the franchise. I'll just cut right out and say it. I watched Breaking Bad for the first time. Which is a franchise. Yes, because of Better Call Saul. And there's a movie, apparently. And there is a movie, which I, you cannot watch until you finish yeah. every episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I've, I've been, I know nothing about those two things outside of the sh the first run of the show. Okay. Um and I'm not done with it yet, but I'm getting there. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um Breaking Bad is my single favorite TV show ever produced. You know what? I got to say, after watching it, I get the hype. How far exactly did you it's get? It's great. I'm I was watching the season 4 finale when you knocked on the door. Are you kidding? Holy crap, you got freaking far. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, little spoiler for our fellow com for our comrades. <laughs> for our comrades. Um we took two weeks to record this episode. That's so. not a spoiler. Why would they care about that? I, I don't know, but it it's the, it, a two weekly undertaking. So two yeah. uh, two seasons a week I watch, which is pretty good for me. That's really good. Holy yeah, crap. Especially, that's, that's a long show. Especially since I should have been studying for yeah. my test. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love the idea of you taking your test and just like the essay portion is just like right about a time in which you've struggled. Yeah. So in the episode of the of Breaking Bad, The Fly, no, Walt like, chases a fly. Oh, that's a great episode. I, but yeah. no, it's that's universally the single most hated episode of the show. Really? Yeah. I'm imagining like on the test there would have been a question of like so what year of your teaching uh, would you prefer to leave and become a meth uh, cook? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Anyway, this is my long, this is my year, very long con. I don't know, year 15, year 17, I yeah. don't know. Something like, yeah. something in there. Something when I get kind of really used to it and like could need, use a little shakeup and won't decide to shave my head. I just love I freaking love the idea of you going full Heisenberg on, oh on the kids. All right, <laughs> we'll get we'll get there in a second. Yeah. Straight up, right right now, spoilers for everything up until uh, right before the season four finale, Breaking Bad. Because mm -hmm. if you spoil anything after that, I will hurt you. Oh, yeah? And Are you uh, sure? Yes. All right. Apparently, I'm not going to test that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Apparently, um, most of the world has seen this show, so you should be fine. Is that true? I, I, it's incredibly popular. It really is. It's one of the most common ones. Yeah. Basically... If you haven't seen it, stop watching this episode or listening and go watch Breaking Bad. I mean, you can listen to the rest of all the other episodes of, of the show that we have done. We have 81 other episodes. Go listen to them. Yeah, exactly. Because, I don't know, that's a long show. I don't want to lose that. We don't have that many listeners. We can't lose all of them for, for the entirety of how long it takes to, to watch Breaking Bad. Don't worry. Our comrades will return. Our comrades will return. What you what, what franchise did you dive into? I dove into the Oceans franchise. The Oceans franchise. Yeah, you know, Oceans oh, 11, oh, Oceans 12, Oceans, Oceans 8. Oceans 8, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the Oceans. All the Oceans. I've only ever seen Oceans 8, which I hear is not the best one. I have thoughts on it. I will I will listen to your thoughts. I have many thoughts um, on it. I will say- I, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I I um did not watch Oceans 13. I just ran out of time, and also it cost money. Um, But I watched all the other uh movies in the Oceans franchise. So let me get this straight. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven was the first one. Ocean's Eleven was the first one. I'm going to take a wild guess okay. and say Ocean's Twelve was the sequel. It was indeed. How'd you get there? Maybe, just maybe, Ocean's Thirteen is the third movie. It's It completes the trilogy, yeah. And then Ocean's Eight is not a prequel, but it's a different cast. It, it's very much a sequel, um, but it's kind of a spinoff because they only... Well, isn't it like the main guy's daughter or something? It's the main guy's sister, and I'll sister. get I'll get there in a second too. Right. But that kind of upset me. Um, but because there was, 
He was married to Julia Roberts. I'm sorry, spo this isn't a, who cares about spoilers for freaking Oceans, but uh, he was married to Julia Roberts' character, Tess, and if they wanted to do a freaking Oceans all-female all uh, spinoff, she should have been awesome. Part of it. Why was it not Tess, uh, why was it not Tess Ocean? Why did you invent Debbie Ocean? I kid you not. You have Danny Ocean, and you, what did you cho choose to go with? You went with Debbie Ocean? And I gotta say, Sandra, um... Bullock did a great job, but like, why'd you go with her? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and now I'm just imagining a, a geography teacher sitting in class saying like, all right, well, you got the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean, and the Debbie Ocean. And the Debbie, <laughs> and the Debbie Ocean. Everyone yeah. always forgets about the Debbie Ocean. Everyone always forgets about Debbie. Poor Debbie. Thank you. This podcast will now self-destruct because that was the pinnacle of all comedy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why would anyone ever produce every anything ever again? We can quit. Sure. We're done. Now, uh, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I have a feeling we can get a little bit more deep of a dive into Breaking Bad. So do you want to go first? Uh, you're probably right about that, actually. Because I think here's the thing about these challenges is we – I. The goal that we have in watching different things uh -huh. is that we can diversify as much as possible and sure. tell each other about the things because that's always fun. But it's weird because it's like, I want to have a conversation about this and you haven't seen the thing I want to converse about. Yeah, so you're just going to tell me what happens exactly. and why you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and there's no objection possible. Yeah, but Breaking Bad, you self-identified as your favorite show of all time, yeah. so I'm sure we will have a lot to talk about. We sure as hell will. Uh, even though I haven't seen the whole thing yet. All right. Um... Okay, I, I also think season four was the was the best season. Um, so we'll save it for we save will. it for Breaking Bad. Okay, section part. Oceans, Oceans movies. What do you know about the Oceans movies, Alex? Um, it's like the pinnacle heist movie that Rick and Morty just made fun of a few episodes ago. Uh, you, I did not watch any of the season of Rick and Morty. Oh well, there's this incredible heist <laughs> parody episode, and that's what it's about. Yeah, okay. well, it's not Oceans Eleven specifically. It's just. All heist movies suck. Oh, really? Um, that's well, what the other, theme of the episode. What other heist movies are there's Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too, yeah. which as we previously discussed should be Now You Don't. It pisses me off. <laughs> it pisses me off that they did not go with Now You Don't. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know any other heist movies. Ant-Man, I guess, yeah, technically. Yeah, kind of. Um, there's this old, there's this weird one, Tower Heist, I think it's called. Tower with Heist? Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy. It sounds hysterical actually wasn't that good i would really i mean it was interesting okay we should watch it was it a serious one or was it a comedy no it was definitely a comedy oh but none of the jokes landed i mean i don't remember laughing that's fair <laughs> it was a while ago that i saw it though all right well i uh okay so yeah as you said oceans is oceans 11 in particular is like the pinnacle heist movie let, I, let me take a guess yeah um this one guy Needs something. I don't know what he needs, but he decides to assemble a crew of some old friends to get together. And there are 11 guys in total. They make a plan, and they execute the plan, and it all basically goes haywire only for the main character to reveal that the heist already happened. No. Okay, well that's... Actually, you're... Pretty damn close, actually. That's that's what that's the whole Rick and Morty episode. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what they say every heist movie is. So uh, I was just like going off that. You're pretty freaking close. <laughs> I will say that that's pretty much the plot of Ocean's Twelve. But here's my issue with Ocean's Eleven. All is right. It was it was fun. It was freaking fun as hell from start to finish. Um, the problem is that they had to introduce eleven different characters. In an hour and a half. Yeah, they should have started with, like, Ocean 6. Yeah, it would have been much... Ocean's 2. It, that, that was my biggest issue, is, like, you had all these great characters, all these great actors. You know, um, Danny Ocean was played by George Clooney. Um, his sidekick, Rusty, which is basically protagonist number two, was played by Brad Pitt. You had Don Cheadle in there. Um, oh, you Don had, Cheadle, awesome. You had Bernie Mac in there. You had all these great actors in there. Well, I mean, the best characters despite their lack of screen time, will still make a great impression. Yeah, that's true. But also, there were 11 people that I wanted to care about and just did not have time to. And also, so the main difference in what you said was that um, Ocean's 11, Danny was not friends with the 11. He was friends with Rusty and pretty much no one else. Okay. And he was just assembling them, being like, hey, dude, you want to make $150 million? And the guys were like, Sure. Fuck yeah. Why exactly. Not? Exactly. I'm not and, doing anything today. Yeah. 
and the goal was to uh, the goal of Ocean's Eleven was to was to go into Las Vegas and and pull a heist from three different casinos at the exact same time, and it turns out that. All of these casinos are owned by this guy named Mr. Benedict. I forget his first name. Uh, Cumberbatch. No. Cumberbatch Benedict. Cumberbatch, comma, Benedict. <laughs> no, it was not It was not Benedict. It was <laughs> not Cumberbatch. Comma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was the that was the plan. And uh, it pretty much happened. But it was, it was, they assembled everybody very quickly, did not get to know everybody's names. I just basically was like, oh, that, that guy is the one that knows electronics. Oh, that guy does explosives. That's, that, that's the really flexible one. So that's kind of, it's kind of like the, just like the, the plot movie where it's like, go, 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 go. Yeah. They needed it to be very quick. It's like nonstop going. Exactly. And I, I, that's kind of why I actually personally enjoyed Ocean's 12 more than I enjoyed Ocean's Eleven because while Ocean's Twelve was panned by the critics as the worst Ocean's movie, and I kind of agree. Okay. On the same token, you actually had characters that I was familiar with, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's that guy!" And then, like actually were able to play around. And it stuff. had the strength that sequels have, where it doesn't doesn't need to take the time to introduce the characters. Yeah, exactly. You knew them, and you could just kind of go and have more time for the story. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, which actually, that sounds like a good thing for 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 a for a franchise like this, where yeah. there's a lot of characters. Like it's like the Infinity War argument, where if it was just Infinity War, like that would be too hectic. Oh, it would be god awful. But since we had 17 movies before that to introduce us to each of the characters, it was the best movie ever. Damn it, that's what Ocean's needed. Ocean's needed 11 other movies. <laughs> yeah, before that to introduce each character properly. Um, That's what they needed. That would have been the OCU. That would have been god awful, actually. The OC o- Ocean Cinematic. That's not bad. Not bad. This, I have nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, the Oku. Um, <laughs> but okay. So Ocean's Eleven. It turns out the basically here's the plot. Ocean's Eleven heist steal from three hotels all owned by the same guy basically it turns out that we're heisting these things not because we want the money but because Danny Ocean is pissed because the owner of the hotels is fucking his ex-wife so it's just revenge it's basically revenge is that the twist that's not the twist it th- that's revealed halfway through it okay um it's like the sh- the the quiet twist exactly um and then it pretty much all goes off and the 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 twist is basically like the um the main guy thought that he had everybody and then he didn't and then like they they all just became really suave and stuff. All right. Yeah. The second one had a much bigger twist. Ocean's 12, the plot is basically like the real heist was in their hearts all along. Exactly. Mr. Benedict it start the movie starts out with Mr. Benedict Going to each of them, each of the 11, each of Ocean's 11 and being like, hey, I want my money back Mm -hmm. with interest. Uh Uh-huh. And then they all get together and they're like, wow, we got to get this guy's money together with interest. And then the movie starts. <laughs> it's it's later referenced that like it's it's get us the money or you will all die, but it is not made that, that clear in the exposition. It's not like hey, I need my Brad, money back. Brad Pitt's car blows up, but that happens after Danny Ocean was like, "Shit, I'll get you your money back, man." And I'm, so I for a little while I was lost. That's funny. But it was it was <laughs> that one was fun because it turns out that like. There is another super thief out there called the Night Cat or something like that. Wow. Who heard about the Ocean's Heist and was like, I want to be the best thief in the world and not this guy and uh, impress my mentor, the Mark. And so I'm going to challenge all these guys to steal this egg or they will all die. And they already stole the egg before it even starts. <laughs> That's actually the twist. Yeah, and I knew that, it. That pissed me off. That one pissed me off. Dude, you got to watch this episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, I guess I do. Because it pissed me off because it's like they had all these intricate heist things going on. Like all these different people. Julia Roberts, who plays Tess Ocean, like I said... Does an impression of Julia Roberts. Like, they go to Tess, they they have this moment where Matt Damon, who's also in the movie, goes to Tess and is like, hey, 
you know who you look like? Julia Roberts. Oh, and they the, did one of those. They did one of those, and it was actually I kind of I kind of was into it because it was a lot of fun. No, those those could be fun if done right. I yeah. like I like those. And then Bruce Willis showed up for no reason. It was just like, hey, I'm a friend of Julia Roberts, and Julia Roberts was like, shit, I gotta pretend that I'm not actually Julia Roberts, and that's the that was like a good 45 yeah. minutes of the movie. Act like you're not Julia Roberts, even though you are Julia Roberts, and then you have to pretend to be Julia Roberts. I, I love it. And then there was there there were. They just did a lot of really good Bruce Willis jokes. I hear you. Of, um, at one point, Matt Damon, just at the tail end of a scene, Matt Damon goes up to him and is just like, yeah, as soon as he, as soon as, you know, the wife didn't talk to him, I knew. That's how I knew that that was the sixth sense. Uh-huh. You've, you've seen the sixth sense? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. I just, I don't know. That was a, that was an Easter egg, and I know I shouldn't have been as happy as I was to get it, because that's how capitalism gets you, but I was, I was happy. <laughs> um... But okay, so it turns oh, out a lot of lot of digs on capitalism this episode. Listen, yes, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> it's not totally not justified, but like, still, there's a lot coming out right now. Capitalism has yet to give us money for this podcast, and I'm a little salty about it. You know what? That's true. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, capitalism. Um, it's not our fault. Yeah, it, exactly. It has to be the system. Anyway, so it turns out that everybody in the group gets arrested, and you had a moment of you're like, oh shit, how are they going to get out of this? And then George Clooney just basically goes on a rant about like, hey, we stole this thing before the movie began, and then the movie ends. And I was like, <laughs> then why the fuck did the movie happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why was any of this, oh, I don't know. Start the movie before that. Yeah. That's fun. I don't know. I was I was a little upset about that. I love it. And then, like I said, I couldn't watch Ocean's 13, but I looked up the synopsis, and that seemed like the most fun, because the... Uh, just based off of the Wikipedia page, the Wikipedia page was basically like, Danny Ocean's friend opens a hotel, but Al Pacino comes along and he wants his, ho he buys out the hotel and screws out Danny's friend. And so the entire point of the movie is Ocean's- To steal the hotel. Ocean's 13, I kid you not, co corners- the um the reviewer of the hotel and the entire plot of the movie is them giving him a terrible time, <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of was like, that's how it's like a sitcom episode. I'll watch that. That's fun. Um, Ocean's Eight was the was the one that most recently came out. Yeah, it was a few years ago, right? Yeah, not yeah. Long ago. It was not long ago. Um, I saw it in theaters. Did you? Yeah. What did you think about it? Someone that was not familiar with the Ocean's franchise, what did, what was your takeaway? I mean, I got. I mean, obviously, none of the Easter eggs. They meant nothing <laughs> to me. Right. Um, I don't really remember a lot about the movie. It seems like it seems like this like like fake woke thing that Hollywood does where it's like it's the same movie but with women mm -hmm. instead of like creating a new story around women. Yeah. Um and I, it, I don't know, it was fine. I love Anne Hathaway. Yes, she was great in it. Um and I love I, that little twist with her. I thought that Oh, that that twist actually got me a little upset, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> but um, I thought Aquafina was the best in the entire movie. She was good. She was freaking awesome. She's awesome. But um, I was kind of Anne Hathaway had the same twist. Uh, I, my reaction to the Anne Hathaway twist. Spoilers for Ocean Eight if you haven't seen it. Um, if, for those that haven't seen it and want to understand what's going on, Anne Hathaway played a celebrity, and the entire point of the movie is they were trying to heist a necklace. necklace off of Anne Hathaway's body and then three quarters through the movie it turns out Anne Hathaway was in on the heist the whole time yeah and it, it kind of had the same I, I kind of walked away with the same feeling I felt in Ocean's 12 of like then why did the movie freaking happen <laughs> yeah why why are we trying to steal it why, why couldn't she have just well, I guess she did go to the bathroom yeah and then give it to someone else but it was kind of like there had to be an easier way to do this, you know? Um, but yeah, I so that was kind of my my thought of it. Um, but I did think that this was a good movie in spite of being, like you said, I think what you said was actually pretty accurate. Mm. The, the fake woke thing. I put that in air quotes. Um, the, by the way you pronounced it, I think people could tell. I need to make sure. Okay. Uh, it is a podcast. Um, but I did think that like, uh, the other one that comes to mind is the Ghostbusters movie, right? Yeah. Which was objectively a funny movie. I didn't see it. I thought it was a funny movie. I thought it was a bad Ghostbusters movie. All right. But this this one, I had a lot of fun watching. It was... Um, you, you said it very well. This was very clearly them trying to do the same thing over again. 
with uh, with women because remember the op- I don't know if you remember how I don't know how long ago you saw it as few years so I don't remember very well. Do you remember the opening scene in which uh, wasn't she getting out of jail? Yes, that was exactly what happened in the first one. Was word it? for word what happened? How they introduced Danny Ocean in Ocean's Eleven. There you go. Yeah, um, just so- make a new movie. <laughs> Like, honestly, I would watch, and I did watch, a movie where women heist something. That sounds like a really fun time. Yeah. Just when, when you try to replace the, uh, the, the the rest of the franchise, it just, there will always be something lacking there. Because it's inherently not what the original franchise was. Part of that is the point of the movie. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, but yeah. it is a bad thing when you try to make it the original movie. Exactly, you know? exactly. Give us something else. Yeah. Um... We I like, we I, like the idea. Just keep going. I was upset that George Clooney did not make a cameo. Um, yeah, he wasn't. But the guy that they had the um, the they I forget the guy the the character's name. But in the previous all the previous Ocean's movies, they had um, uh, a Chinese acrobat as the grease man, meaning the flexible man that could get through almost any scenario because he covers himself in in grease. And maybe I don't know. Maybe that's where they get the <laughs> name. Yeah, can catch me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Covered in grease. Um, but uh, the, they they brought him back for a scene and a half when they were doing the whole, ah, it was our plan the whole time uh, moment in, uh-huh. in the movie. Um, I don't know. I thought that it was okay. I thought that it could have been I more. Thought, I, I thought it could have been more. I thought that with all the Oceans movies, um, I actually enjoyed Oceans 8 probably the most out of any single individual Oceans movie I saw. I hear you. But I thought that as a whole, it could have added more to the franchise. Yeah, and it addresses your main complaint with Ocean Eleven. Less characters, Yeah, more screen time per. Well, that's it. I actually cared about Rihanna, who played... I, I forget all their names because they're such big celebrities. I cared about Rihanna. I cared about Kate Blanchett and... and um, and freaking Mindy Kaling and all these other characters. Oh my god, yeah, they were all in this. It was, every Ocean's movie has so many freaking um, stars in it. And also, actually, I should bring this up. The reason why they didn't do, they didn't just make this Ocean's 14 and then just put a lot of women in it. <laughs> Too many people. Well, that. But also because um, George Clooney and Brad Pitt made a point in 2008 that said when um, they wouldn't do another Ocean's movie because Bernie Mac died. And he oh. was one of the original Ocean's 11. And they were like, we can't, we can't do another Ocean's movie without him. Um, so that's why they didn't make it Ocean's 14 and just had St- Sandra Bullock in, 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 as one of the main so people. So I guess the main idea would be now to do 8, 9, 10. Sure, and I just I don't know how well this did. It it deserves to have done well at the box office. I mean, I remember it like kind of like dying off pretty quickly. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was good. I thought it could have been better, but like I said, I felt that with all of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. All anyway, right. uh, well, Breaking Bad. Oh, sorry. What I wanted to ask. What order you watched the men? Oh, just... I watched 11, 12, 8. That's what I thought. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah. Do you watch one every day or um, all at once? No, I watched not every day. I watched one. I watched 11 and 12 on consecutive nights. And then 8 I watched uh, about three hours before I came over here today. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh in your mind. Yeah, exactly. I like it. I, I don't know. It's fun. It's worth... Um, I say that if you're only going to watch one, Ocean's 8, actually, I probably would say is the most fun to sit down and singularly watch. I had fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, they're all fun movies. So cool. it's, it's worth checking out. All right. Well, now let's move to a show that is probably declared by most people and most lists on the internet as the best show of all time. Sure. It's at least, it's always in the top three. It's up there, yeah. It's always in the top three. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad. Brubba. So... Breaking Bad, starring um, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. Yes, Aaron Paul, I knew as Todd from BoJack Horseman. He was this. He was Jesse long before it was Paul. Yes, I know. Okay, but in my mind, <laughs> he was Todd before he was Jesse. Hey, look, it's Todd. He's doing meth now. Good for him. Because <laughs> no, here's the thing. Here's the first thing that popped in my head when I saw like his performance as Jesse. I was like, if I didn't know him from BoJack Horseman. I would think of him as like the most intense method actor I've ever seen. He is so badass. Like he is like he is really good at playing the this character, mm-hmm. like the badass, like really emotionally driven stoner. Uh-huh. And then I also know him as the lovable scamp of Todd <laughs> Chavez. <laughs> That's true. So I was like, dude, dude's got a dude's got. <laughs> 
Dude's got some range. He he does have some range. And I just wanted to appreciate that. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston both are two of my favorite actors. I don't know what else Brian Cranston's from. Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was the dad of Malcolm in the Middle before. Well, this. I never really looked at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, also just one more one one compliment to Brian Cranston. He is probably at the same time the most sympathetic and the most badass looking man I've ever seen. <laughs> he does he does hold it down pretty well. Like it, he's also one of like those people who just like was born to be bald. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, like, I can see that. He's just gorgeous bald. Like mm-hmm. this he like takes over the screen whenever he's on it. Yes, he does. It's just crazy. Well, this is this is what will he will be remembered for forever. Yeah. And you know what? Not a bad thing to be remembered for. This is a performance of a lifetime. In it my sure opinion. is, yeah. It's very, very good. It was. Now, um, like I said, I have uh, only just started the season four finale. Right. So anything after that, including Better Call Saul and the movie, are not up for discussion. Right. So do you want me to remind you kind of where it is? Yes, please, because there's a lot that happens towards the end of season four, and I'm just not sure where exactly you are. I hear you. I hear you. So, well... First, a quick synopsis of the show for <laughs> for the three people that don't know. I, it's just nice to establish a, a base. I don't disagree. Yes. Um, chemistry, high school chemistry teacher, Walter White, mm-hmm. is one day diagnosed with lung cancer uh, out of sadness and desperation to pay for his bills and provide for his family. Once he's gone, he ends up finding one of his old students, Jesse Pinkman, and convinces him to help him sell meth that he can cook because I believe he caught Jesse selling and he was going to turn him in. No, the way, like, I don't wait, remember. Uh, well, I mean, we should also say that not only he he's just not some ordinary physicist, he won a Nobel Prize. He is a very talented chemist, chemist boy. Yeah, he should by all statements or by all measures be it like harvard or yale or something and they make it a point to say that he is very much overqualified for his job yeah or at least he does and all of his colleagues who knows what he's talking about <laughs> they they agree yeah pretty much um so that's an interesting dynamic yeah um but he was on a a uh ride along with 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 hank when he when with he saw his, jesse running away with his brother hank yes he brother saw jesse brother-in-law yeah hank he saw Jesse running away, and then he found him, and he's like, hey, I won't turn you in, but I want to cook. Yeah. So, basically, they get an RV, or Jesse gets the RV, they drive out to the desert, and, uh, and uh, you know, mischief ensues. <laughs> yeah, mist, that's probably the softest way to describe Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, they cook meth. And shit goes wrong, and shockingly. Probably, like... One of my favorite little things about the show, I don't know why, I always love it when characters are, like, the best at something. So mm. when everyone sees this uh, crystal meth and it's just like, this is the most incredible crystal meth I've ever seen, it's just like, that makes me feel good. I'm like, yeah. good for Walt. Yeah. <laughs> good he, for him. He is doing great at ruining people's lives. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? He's making a living. And he makes it his own. He eventually makes blue meth and it's this whole thing. Okay. So before we go any further... Where does where does your memory leave off? Like, like where does where does season four? Where are you in season four? Here's what I here's the last thing I remember. So, what's his name? Um, the Chicken Man, Gus Frank. Gus, um, yeah, the Chicken Man. Uh, <laughs> Gus just took uh, Walt out in the middle of the desert with the bag on his head, took it off, and basically said. Don't ever talk to me or anyone else ever again, or I'll kill your wife, your son, and your infant daughter. And then Walt starts freaking out because he knows it's only a matter of time before they're all dead. Mm -hmm. So he rushes to Saul, and he's like, hey, I need to disappear. Gives him the phone number and is like, i got one hour before I call um, Gus, not Gus, um, Hank, and tell him, like, hey, um, the mob's out to get you. Gotcha. Or the cartel. Well, that's what he says. Okay. It's it's the chicken man. It's the chicken man. It's well, the chicken man. The chicken man kind of is in charge of the entire hotel, the, the entire cartel. Yeah, at least above the border. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Walt goes home. Um, he goes to grab his money. It's not all there, not nearly. So he calls his wife and Skylar's like, shit, I gave it all to fucking what's his face? Little baby face failure 
man who killed himself accidentally. What? Who was she sleeping with? Oh, Todd. Todd. <laughs> Didn't even bother learning his name. I totally forgot about Todd. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, they get, she gave all of their no, money to No, it's Ted. Him. It's Ted. That's it's how Ted. little we care about him. I only remember that because of the iconic line to end uh, the episode in season three, I think it was, of Walt's talking at her and she just goes, I fucked Ted. Yeah. And then the credits roll. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So uh. it's Ted. Uh, yeah, he died. Because um, he tried to run away and tripped on his own carpet and bashed his head on the side of his counter. The, the best death in the series. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty legendary. Anyway, yeah. they're all freaking out because, you know, no money, no problems. Sure. So Walt sends his entire family to stay with Hank um, while he's under protection from the cops. And basically he just decides to be – well, he stays on a lookout – Jesse comes over because his lady's son, uh, brother brother um, had the poison accidentally from the cigarette. You mean Brock, yeah. Rock, yeah. Brock. Um, and initially, Jesse's like, Walt did this because who else knew? And then Walt had this like epiphany where it's like, this is how Gus wants to get rid of me because he only didn't kill me because Jesse wanted to keep me alive. So you turn Jesse against him to a point where he would kill him himself. All of his problems are solved and Walt's dead. And then Walt figured this out right before Jesse pulled the trigger, and he's like, that's brilliant. And then Jesse's like, now I'm going to kill Gus. And he's like, don't. You're going to die if you try. So then basically Walt put a bomb under Gus's car, and then Gus didn't go to the car. He just kind of turned around and started walking away. And then that's kind of the last thing I saw. Okay, so the failed assassination attempt. Yes, and you emphasize the word fail there. Yeah. So is there a... Is there another assassination? Well, obviously, there's going to be another assassination attempt. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to confirm or deny, but I want to know that that's the one that that the the assassination attempt that failed is the yeah. one that. Okay. Anyway, that's where I am. Um, Walt was going back into the hospital to talk to Jesse with the bomb. Right. <laughs> they make a they make a little funny out of that. Like, yeah. You brought a bomb into a hospital. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. This is one of the best. Se- the season finales in Breaking Bad, I will say, are some of the best in the world. They're all pretty great. I will say that the season three finale is the one that probably fucked me up the most out of anything in television. Which one was that again? They closed it on Jesse killing um, Gale. Oh, yeah. He killed Gale. That was a huge moment for him because Jesse had never killed anyone, obviously. Yeah, and Gale was so innocent. I felt so bad for Gale. I never liked Gale. Gale, What do you mean? I don't know. Gale was awesome. He was in over his head. He was in way over his head, but he had no idea. Uh, He was a little nerd boy that wanted a little bit of money, completely oblivious to the fact that a guy with a gun was coming to kill him. I'm sorry, Mike. Do you see yourself in him? Very much so. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, he's dead. Yeah. Um, And that kind of led to Hank figuring out about Gus's whole operation. That's right. He doesn't have significant enough proof for the cops to take him seriously, but um, he's almost, he's like, like he's confirmed it in his own head. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absolutely what's happening. It makes too much sense. Right. Um, and all the clues he finds are, it's all very smart. Uh, the a weird thing I, I kind of love is Hank starts collecting geodes, like, <laughs> obsessively. I, I, yeah, I, I find that very funny, too. Yes, I'm sorry. Jeez, they're minerals! <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who's not seen the show and is just not going to follow any of this. Oh, well, they, they, those people have tuned out a long time ago. Awesome. We, we, we lost the Oceans <laughs> franchise phantom about 10 minutes ago. Don't worry. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Um, one of my favorite, I'm just going to kind of jump around. No, please do. My Probably my favorite moment of the show, it's just such a little moment that, I don't know, it just like sticks with me, is I think season one, right when... Um, Walt start re- starts realizing his hair is falling out from the chemo, mm-hmm. and he shaves his head. Yeah. And then he just kind of like, no fucks given, walks into his kitchen and doesn't address it, and he just sits down and starts eating breakfast, and his son looks over to him, and he goes, badass, dad. <laughs> and that's Was the- that before or after he announced that he had cancer? Because he took a while to tell this family I think they cancer. knew. They okay. knew. They definitely knew. Because, I mean, after that, like, you yeah. know, he's going to have a harder time hiding it. Yeah. Um, I love his son. Like, he calls bullshit so well, I also, but he also is very biased in his way of thinking because he doesn't know what's happening. And let me tell you, Walt Jr. freaking loves breakfast. He that, does. That's like 90% of his lines. It's like, when's breakfast? Well, because we only see him when he wakes up. I know, but still. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. I, I love him, though. No, he's great. He's great. Uh, that, that actor is really good, too. There's... I, 
I want to talk so much about him, but so much of his arc is completed in the fifth season. So like, don't talk I'm about it. I'm not going to talk about it. So we'll do the same thing like we did with Ocean's Eleven, where I will talk most of the time. Yeah. What was your favorite moment in the entire series so far? Well, that one was incredible and so little. Um, favorite moment? That's another problem. It's all so new. I kind of like forget a lot of things because mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it like five more times, obviously. Have you got the – have you gotten – you you have at this point, right? The I am the danger scene. It doesn't ring a bell. Are you? Uh, I'm, oh wait, yes, I remember. The I remember, freaking I remember. monologue with the yes, 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 yes. One yes, of the most yes. iconic things in the city. I I am the one who knocks. Yes, I am the one the who knocks. Most badass. I don't know. Such a chilling moment. In yes. Those, yeah. Skyler was uh, concerned that whoever killed, what's his name? What? Gus? No. Who are you talking about? Um. The. The asshole um, that you relate to. They're, oh, Gale. Gale. Yeah. I can never remember his name. Yeah. The one who killed Gale will come after Gu- uh, Walt, and Walt just kind of, like, gets really pissed off mm. and goes on a monologue about, like, how he's not in danger, and the only reason that Gale is dead is because of him. Yeah. But he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He, he, just, he just intimidates his wife for the fucks of it. Like, I am the one who makes the orders. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, man, I fucking love that monologue. Yeah. I yeah. Um, you know what else I love? What? Um, another little moment where Walt gets really fucking pissed and in a fit of rage accidentally throws the pizza onto the roof. Which <laughs> yes, I one of the best moments in the series. The yeah. only re- the that's the only thing I knew about this show before I watched it is that scene was an accident. Yeah, that's well, the no, only well, thing I knew. It wasn't an accident. They wanted the pizza on the roof because they because it's like an artistic thing or or whatever, and then they shot the they shot the they used the pizza for several shots in later episodes but what they did was they the story goes that they're like all right how many times do people throw pizzas on the roof we're gonna have to block out the entire day to get this one scene right and um and friggin brian cranston got it on the first try (laughs) (laughs) he's just like and they threw it up he's just like cut we got it i mean (laughs) you can kind of see him like in the scene like look back at it like for a sec like oh shit yeah exactly I, I I I like that. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, what was the moment that really sold? Because I have a very specific moment for me that really sold me on. Holy shit! This this series is fantastic. What was what was that moment for you? Um, honestly, the most memorable part where I was like, yeah, this is a good show, was just in the first episode when he. Um, kills the two guys with the concoction. Oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. The, in the in the meth lab. That was that was that was a lot. That was fucking. That was intense. What was it for you? Uh, not the first episode. It was a couple episodes after that, in which they have the the one guy died, but the other guy survived, and they have them ch- him chained in the basement. Oh, in the plates. Yeah, that's the, a good one. Too. Holy shit! Because they had they went through this whole the whole entire episode. They were like humanizing this kid, and Walt was seeing him as a student, and then just the the whole sequence where he puts the plate together like a puzzle i was just so intense i was yeah finds the broken plate in the garbage puts it all together finds there's one piece missing yeah so obviously the guy in the basement took a piece and is trying to stab him with it to go stabby stabby good night and so then walt goes down and it's like basically asks him has this whole super intense monologue basically like are you trying to kill me and then kills the guy Yes. Holy shit, that was yeah. He I does get a few it. good stabs in though. Oh yeah, no, Walt suffers. Yeah, good. But nothing fatal. Yeah. Not even close. Okay, so what are your? I I can't talk about what was. Okay, you mentioned the episode The Fly, which like I said is universally the most hated episode. But that's of the, so of interesting the franchise. because I really liked that episode. It was the most artistic episode of it the franchise. It was very artistic. It was very melancholic. Yeah. It was just so. Like it, it highlighted Walt's obsessive nature in mm-hmm. such a beautiful way, and Jesse kind of inherited that when he went to Mexico to teach um, meth cl- a meth class. Uh huh. Um, and he kind of had that same attitude of sanitize everything, mm-hmm. and until there is absolutely nothing wrong, we can't start. Right. And it's like, wow, he got that from Walt because that is a part of. Walt's formula is that it is flawless every time. Right. So you have to be a little obsessive. Which is pretty big considering that um what was his what was Jesse's secret ingredient in episode one? Like the cheese puffs or something like that? Something weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, something hilarious. Yeah. Um maybe like a hot sauce. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, it was like a like a chili powder. That I was think. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the chili powder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is like it like in like 
surfer dude theory, it makes perfect sense. He's a kid. He's just like, yeah, I want the drugs to taste good. It yeah. T- a little extra kick, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I thought that, uh, because the, the fly in the whole episode is, it takes place in the middle of a very intense arc and it's about Walt's guilt basically. And it's about the two of them talking and yelling and figuring out themselves while they try to catch the fly. Yeah. And it's obviously, it's not about the fly at all. It's, it's about Walt feeling bad that he killed Jesse's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. And that's very sad because I loved her. Really? I loved her so she much. She was also, like, don't get me wrong. She didn't deserve to die in the way that she did, but she was destroying Jesse's life. No, Yeah. But I loved her she character. Had to go. She was a toxic person. She was making Jesse Car- happy, and honestly, I think they could have done well together. I don't. I they would have blown their money. They would have killed themselves. They were going down a very dark spiral. Yeah, but it was interesting to me that she was the one who was clean, and then after he got her to stop, he became clean. What do you say that again? I'm sorry. Just run that. I'm, I run that back one more time. From the drugs. Yes. Jesse went in. To the apartment, he was was just like when he moved in, yeah, like doing drugs all the time, all the time, and then getting high. I forget her name. Um, she was on her like eighteenth month. Jane, I think Jane was on her eighteenth month. Yeah, month. Oh, Jesse, Jane, Jesse, and Jane. Just sounds nice. Are you trying to? Were you trying it's like to Bonnie stre- and Clyde? Were you trying to stretch it to Jesse James, like the like the famous criminal? <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, all right. All right. Anyway. He gets her to start using again, Mm -hmm. and that kind of seals her fate. Yeah. Because if he didn't, when he got all that money, she would have just been like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Right now. Mm -hmm. And then they would have. And then, honestly, I don't know. Well, Walt would have found Jesse because he's Walt. Yeah. Um, She was, they were, she was dead from the beginning. But like, let's, I, I don't know. I thought that um, that was tragic, and I thought that the mourning and grief that they showed over the next few episodes mm-hmm. with Jesse was was also. And it's so interesting to me that, like, because usually Walt and Jesse both come clean to each other about everything pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and they get mad, but like it all kind of weirdly strengthens their bond. Like we're in this together even more now. They have a very complicated relationship. Yeah, yeah. Walt's like passive um, acting towards Jane's death is something he has never directly told Jesse, and he has no idea. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he did, that would be the thing to get Jesse to snap and probably kill Walt. Right, yeah. Like, I don't, I think, honestly, part, part of me is thinking maybe that's how the series ends. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm, I, not, I'm not saying one way or another. I feel like Walt's going to die. Because, like, when you diagnose someone with cancer in the first episode, it's like, yeah, they got to die, right? It's like Chekhov's gun. Well, they, he... He gets, he goes into remission. Point, right? Yeah, yeah, remission. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but remission isn't like you're cured. No, it means it's you're in remission. It means that the cancer is starting to die. Yeah. Yes, but it's not like an end all be all. I'm right. s- and also, he's uh, what else is it? Um, he's pretty much wanted by some of the most dangerous people in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't have to die naturally. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, all the cancer had to do was get him in the door. Mm -hmm. And then once he was in, he just kept digging his own grave. We are going to keep talking about this after the episode ends, but I also, we've been going for a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, it's time to say goodbye. Um, I just want, I just, before we we close out, I have one more question for you about Breaking Bad. Uh huh. Where do you think it's going from here? I want your prediction. Where does the season four end and where does season five take it? Because you know that it's only a five season show. Yeah. I can't, that's not a spoiler. I mean, theoretically. I think someone's dying in the season four finale. Okay. I really hope it's not someone in Walt's family, but I feel like it might be. Okay. And I feel like all, most of season five is just going to be an all-out war between Walt and Jesse against El Pollo Hermanos. <laughs> the drug game, the drug gang El Pollo Hermanos. Like probably a few hundred. A few hundred thousand more like, yeah. Um, and also, what's your opinion on Skyler? I like her. I like her too. I like how she's not stupid. Yes. I will say this again. I disagree with the fan base a lot. Fan base as a whole hates her. And while the show was going on, was constantly tweeting, asking her to die. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, like, she is definitely someone who stands in the way of Walt just mm-hmm. doing whatever he wants. Which is but that not a bad thing. Is a good thing for the yeah. show. Very good. And I love that 
like she like I think she's done it like three or four times now where she like sits down with Walt and he says nothing and she just kind of puts all the puzzle pieces together slowly like <laughs> mm, and you went out for that walk and didn't come back for three days and you said he had a weird diagnosis that didn't make a lot of sense and then there's all that money I found <laughs> so basically I know that you killed JFK is what I'm saying Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man okay so like I said we're gonna continue talking after the episode mm-hmm. ends but for now we should probably go to the picking button Bucket. Yeah. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. I don't think there's a single character in that show I don't like. I like all the characters. There are a couple characters I don't like, but we'll talk about them later. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some, but well, I, I mean, I, they're meant to be unlikable. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't like Gail. Yeah. <laughs> But now that's more to spite you than anything. Yeah, go to hell. Anyway, we picked during the bucket. Uh, during the song. Yeah, Mike, we got it. it. All right, our, our next challenge is called Weird History 2. If you're familiar with our first guest special, and if you are not, you should absolutely go listen to it because it's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Uh, we had Val, uh, Val Blaine on uh, the show a uh, few months ago I, at this point. It was... It was in, last it was, July. It was during the summer, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was we had half a year ago. Yeah, we had her on, and we did weird history. Basically, humans are weird now. They were always weird, and they will always be weird, and they will always be weird. Exactly. So let's talk about some weird stories. Yeah. Basically, we're going. We're for the for the next week. We're going and digging through history and uh, trying to find the weirdest events that stick out to us, and then we'll talk t- to each other about them, and we'll inform you about some really, really weird historical events. Yeah. And why don't you go and learn about some weird history? Because fuck it, right? Yeah. There's a lot of really weird history out there. I mean. What else are you doing? Yeah. You're sitting there. Yeah. Listening. Just consuming. To us. What a, yeah. Come on, add something to this world. Then Honestly. Why don't you? My yeah. My goodness. At least we're talking. Yeah. Uh, which is, um, I, I'll i tell you, Mike, I'm quite parched. <laughs> we we ran out of fluids. Yeah, we need more, we need more water. Yeah. Um. All right. But that's the end of this episode of the Weekly Undertaking. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you like this episode, as we mentioned earlier, we have 81 other episodes for you to listen to. This is the 82nd episode of the Weekly Undertaking. We've been doing this for a little while, and yes, we are still this bad. But we have several. We have uh, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. We have two artists in particular that help us do what we do. We have Adam Rudy, who does the uh, the music for this podcast, and Winston De Jesus, who does the podcast cover art. If you like what they do, please. Show them some love. Their social media is in the description below. Um, our social media is also in the description below. Uh, also, please subscribe to uh, this podcast on whatever forum you're listening to us on right now. Found us once. Why not find us every week? Hell yeah. <laughs> Leave a rate and review on whatever podcast app you're finding. Uh, you're you're with us. Um, you found us on uh, because that will very that will help us grow and help. Uh, you might help. Uh, another comrade find their way to us. You know, Mike, eventually I'm just going to record you and we'll play the same thing at the end of each episode. It's a little different. you got to give me something. Yeah, you added the comrade thing in this time. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, but uh, I think that's all we got to announce. Uh, so until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And I am the one who tries something new. All right. Bye. <laughs>